The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. No, I'm not talking to you with my mouth full of food. Absolutely not. It is not Greek food from Sula's downtown. Greg uh, Solaris has nothing to do with it, whatever. Are you falling for any of this yet? Maybe I should run for office because I can fool you and <laughs> whatever I want you to think. Man, oh, man. And I'll tell you, it isn't even a schmooze because for cold, hard cash, I have been to Sula's restaurant a couple of times. Because, A, I love, I love, love, love Greek food, Greek cheese, something different. And, wow, does Sula's have something different. Greg Solaris, hey, good morning, and thanks very much for talking with us. How the heck are you? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm all right. Good. I'm feeding you, so you better be good. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm better. No, no, I'm better now because you're feeding me, although I wasn't in a bad mood before. Maybe it's because I knew you were coming in for cool. <laughs> there you go. Cook. How, how goes it? Uh, you were just uh, recently, sorry to say, not successful in moving on to round two, but you ran for a public office in La Crosse. How was that? It was not bad. It was a good experience. Was it? Uh, met a lot of new people. Um, it gave me an idea of what, uh, you know, local po- local politics are. You sure. Know? Um, you know, at the time that I announced, there was only like another, just one candidate, I think. So by the time, you know, the field broadened up, I mean, there were enough Candidates that I feel comfortable with, you know, and I, I think, you know, as lacrosse, we'll be lucky enough to have any of them, you know. So you mayor. think, are you, you're okay with either Mitch or Vicky as uh, mayor of lacrosse? Yeah. Um, I mean, I do have my preference a little bit, but uh, I'm still kind of out and about to decide which one is the best choice. Uh, well, that's good. I want to listen to them a little bit more and talk to them. And we'll Between uh, Rick Solom and, uh, and uh, my program, Lacrosse Talk in the Morning and Lacrosse Talk PM, we hope to have them on all the time. Perfect. So there will be no questions. We're going to find out stuff about them that only their mothers Because <laughs> at some point we'll run out of those political questions. And then we'll have to start talking about that homework assignment from the eighth grade that you never finished. There you go. I have a copy of it right here, Mitch. <laughs> so how goes the restaurant business? The restaurant business is tough. Uh, yeah, I mean, last year we got hit pretty hard. Um, uh, the restaurant was supposed to open on uh, March 15th, I believe, was the St. Patrick's weekend last year. And, uh, you know, the Thursday before that, the orders came down that everything shuts down, oh. and that's it. So uh, around mid-April, we started doing a little bit of uh, takeout just to try out the kitchen and the food and the recipes and everything. We did only about two days a week. Everybody loved the food. We expanded it to five days a week, and we've been doing takeout and delivery only for the longest time, with the exception, you know, when we had the outdoor seating. That's when we actually had people coming in and sitting down and we serve them. Do you mean that when I came in and had lunch indoors one day, that was illegal? No, no. That was was just the start of us opening up the restaurant again because we, um, we stayed for the longest time. We decided to stay. There were so many confusing orders, so we decided, yeah. you know, let's just stay consistent. We're going to close it down for dining in, and we're going to slowly open up when people start feeling more comfortable. Ah, so you well, know, instead you of tell. going twenty-five percent, fifty percent, back to twenty-five percent, there's no point on you know back and forth and just yeah, we'll just open for. A few. I'll tell you what, it was. I'm glad I wasn't breaking any rules because no, no. I just <laughs> outed myself. Yeah. Uh, but it was 
delicious. You and your chef make fabulous food. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's a great compliment. I mean, it was. I, it's the best compliment you can tell somebody that you like their food. I do. I like your food. I could have, well, I couldn't have because I was full, <laughs> but I would love to have been able to sit there and have, you should consider, and I know this is ridiculous, a sampler platter. What? Yeah, two bites of everything on the sure. menu. Because uh, how many people come into Sula's and say, what's this? Well, what's that? Oh, I never heard of this. We still get a lot of questions. Yep. I mean, uh, after a full year of, like, operating right now, um, I mean, we still get questions. Why are the fries in the sandwich? Or why is the gyro <laughs> pork and not the lamb beef uh, right. mystery meat the that they used to have around here? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's traditional pork gyro. That's the way it's served in my hometown in Thessaloniki, where I grew up. Uh, your hometown of where? Thessaloniki in Greece. Thessaloniki? Yes. Or Salonika. It goes by both names too okay um but yeah it's up north it's about five hours north from athens and um, a great beautiful city if you ever get the chance highly recommend it um but yeah that's how we serve it it's a it's a street food and you know the, you put everything in it you grab it and you just go for your walk or go for i was a, just gonna say kind of uh, like the uh, uh walking tacos that absolutely uh, uh, are very popular at uh, state fair time around wisconsin yeah. minnesota yeah so you have a, a walking uh, uh, pronounce that uh, sandwich that's uh, that starts with a G and has a Y in it. How do from Greece? How do you pronounce it? Okay, so ignore the G, go straight to the Y, and go gyros. Gyro. Yes. Okay. Well, there's kind of a D in there too, then, isn't there? No. Gyro. 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 You got to roll those roll, R's. Got to roll the R. Okay. All right. Spanish. So there's no there's no gyro. It's not no. gyro. It's no. There's the silent G. Yeah. Hero. Man, oh, man, that's a good Sammy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That really was a – and I – well, and the nice thing about uh, you having time to talk with me for a little bit because I had questions about sure. it. Uh, I did not know that uh, depending on where you go in Greece, a traditional uh, hero is is pork. Or the, in southern Greece, they have the, the lamb and beef combo or the, the lamb combo. Or? The lamb and beef combo, you'll find it only in major cities right now. Because be, but in Greece? Become, yeah. But okay. it has become uh, kind of popular here, so it kind of found its way back home as well. Okay. Um, the major reason why when it came here it became from pork to lamb beef was because there's a huge population, uh, you know, that does not eat pork just because of religious reasons. Sure, sure. So you want to include everybody. In Greece, the most popular is pork. Once in a while, you'll find chicken. It's a little bit lighter version. Oh. And we do it usually on the weekends. Like, uh, I know tonight, uh, tomorrow night and Saturday, we are going to have the chicken year available again. All right. So, um, but yeah, the lamb beef is, uh, is not very popular. It's not? Uh, no. Is it no. because it's lamb? People well, are afraid of lamb? Okay, first of all, if it was lamb, it would have been popular because lamb is very popular in Greece. But it, it's lamb is gamey, and people do not understand that, you know. Okay. So you mix it with that, um, the percentage of the beef lamb, it's probably like 80% beef, a little 20%. bit of lamb just okay. for like the flavor. Okay. Uh, because the price of lamb is forbidding. You know, is to it have, huge? Yeah. I mean, if you have a 20-pound lamb spit that you're just going to get like about 40 sandwiches out of it think about how much you're paying for that 20 pounds of lamb you know when at the grocery store you get a couple of little pork chops or lamb chops and oh and um, the lamb chop is like 20 dollars you, you know for take two out little ones. yeah sure. exactly right. okay so from affordability standpoint yeah, yeah. all right so uh, a pork hero mm -hmm. is still a legit greek delicacy yes that's how they make them in uh where did you say Tzatzikalakistan? Where did you where, where did you live? In Thessaloniki. Tzol well, that's what I was yeah. gonna say. Tzoloniki. 
You're very yeah, close. In Greece, <laughs> northern Greece. Well, uh, I, they'll forgive me as soon as I pull out my wallet with some. Don't worry some about it. Yes. Greek shekels in it. You know, <laughs> you'll forgive my pronunciation. Give me one of those big sandwiches. Uh, and as a what? Did you invent the walking hero uh, with the French fries in it? Because walking tacos, or is that also a Greek no? That's thing? that's a Greek thing. You know, it all is? the sandwiches in Greece usually come with a side of fries. Uh, once in a while, you might find other things on it, but um, like like a little feta or a little bit of a mm. side salad. But most of the time, it's just the fries, just because all the flavors blend together. You know, the little salt, oh, pepper, cool. oregano. You know that we put on the fries blends with the meat, and it just brings the whole freshness. You know, with the tomatoes, the veggies, and the tzatziki sauce. It's good. You make your own tzatziki sauce too, don't you? Yes, for certain plates, uh, not all the time. Depending okay. on uh, time crunch, and now that we're getting busier and busier, um, we do have our homemade spreads that we are doing. Right, like okay. right now, we have uh, a pork rib sandwich that we do our own paprika. Ooh. And Mike, if you have a chance this weekend to stop by, because it's available only Friday and Saturday this weekend, oh, it is worth a shot. Uh, I'm gonna write it down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we do make our own homemade sauces, you know, on uh, specialty sandwiches, on um, you know, on spreads, on some of the specialty dishes that we do. So I'm just writing this no, down. No, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Because I, uh, you know, it was so good. Uh, it was so good. I didn't yeah. want to be full. I wanted more. Yeah. Uh, so sp- that uh, your tzatziki sauce mm-hmm. is different. I don't like tzatziki sauce, except I like your sauce. It's so. What's uh, what's up with that? Uh, fresh ingredients usually are the trick. Um, like even our salads, we make a very simple salad. You know, I always tell people: cucumbers, tomatoes, feta cheese, olive oil, salt, pepper, oregano. And you know, if you like olives, you put olives. If you don't like olives, you don't put olives. You can always add a little bit of onions or green peppers for flavor, mm-hmm. because that's a, that's what we call a village salad instead of just a regular Greek salad. Okay, but. We make it on the spot. Somebody comes in order. We don't just pull it out of the cooler and have, you know, oh, right. you know, cut down, you know. Drizzle sauce exactly. on it, call it a salad. Yeah. We clean up the cucumber right there. We peel it off. We, we, we cut the tomatoes. So in five minutes, you have a fresh salad. Awesome. Um, we get our groceries every morning. Like uh, today, I went, you know, to get all the samples here. I went and got my cucumbers, my tomatoes, you know, fresh from the uh, from festival. Um, and I handpick them. I don't just, you know. Give me a bag of whatever. cucumbers. Yeah. Right. I don't Pick just say, up. hey, bring me a box from the back. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, freshness, good ingredients. Uh, that's the trick on everything. The sauce, same thing. Uh, a lot of our dishes that we do, the same thing. We make them daily. We don't have them sitting on a fridge. We don't have them sitting on a freezer. Um, so That's yeah. awesome. They're yeah. delicious. They are absolutely uh, delicious. So I'm just making sure here. Yeah, we're good. We can. Uh, uh, what I had another question. It'll come to me as soon as we dive into. That's okay. Else. You brought an appetizer, a main course. Well, you didn't bring dessert. You brought. I know two I appetizers. <laughs> no, that's right. I two appetizers and a main course. Or what is the the well, three? Well, I started you with a Greek salad. You know, it's always like the staple in every in every meal. Um, when you walk in, you know, a Greek salad always finds its way like first on the table. Then I have uh, one of our most popular flatbreads that we do. Uh, we started doing flatbreads a couple months ago. And uh, as we're expanding the menu, we bring in more items in. But um, the flatbread is, uh, we call it the Zeus. It's a very simple flatbread, onions, tomatoes, feta cheese. Uh, we put tons of meat, gyro meat on top of it. And then we drizzle it with olive oil, uh, tzatziki sauce, and a little bit of uh, salt, pepper, oregano. Man, it's delicious. <clears throat> do you make your own bread? No, 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 no. We buy. We have to buy some of the stuff. Otherwise, I'm, no, we'll, no. I'm just yeah. asking because I've never we'll seen bread, and that's a weird night. shape. Yeah. Um, 
but we have to go like i mean i think i tried about 10 different flatbreads before we ended up with this one yeah we we have a quite extensive process of like picking up like if we don't eat it we don't bring it you know it's just one of those things sure everything on the menu it's something that we eat that we like that we tried a hundred times and it was consistent and we brought it back in okay all right that's fair and um at the end i brought you the main course which is the moussaka it's a traditional dish dish it's the eggplant potato uh ground beef uh bechamel sauce uh which is a sweet creamy cheesy sauce and then it comes with a side salad. And you have a choice either of side salad or the fries, but the side salad kind of keeps the freshness again. The sure. flavors mixing together a little bit better. Um, when we have kids that they kind of frown up on the salad, we just throw some fries in there yeah, for them. What's that? I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I know that. I like green olives. Yeah, but I only like black <laughs> yeah. olives. Well, yeah. what's this cheese? There's little specks of dirt in the cheese. I what's know, that? I know. You know, that's right. I, I don't mind going to... If you're a picky eater, that's fine. Sit next to me. <laughs> you can have all of my cucumbers. I'll eat all your feta cheese. There you're you gonna go. You're going to get along great. You're going to get along great. All right, so uh, make me a salad. We get enough time to do one recipe, and then i got to take a quick break. Sure. Um, like I said, fresh cucumber. We get one cucumber, one good-sized tomato. Peel the cucumber. Uh, you can leave a little bit of the green skin on it. Uh, make sure you wash, of course, everything before you even start. Um, but, yeah, you can leave a little bit of the skin just for, like, uh, optics. You know, it doesn't really change the taste too much. And then you just uh, slice it. Uh, I do it in half moons on everything on the cucumbers. And then uh, tomatoes, I like bigger chunks of tomatoes. I don't like cutting them in small pieces. So we leave them bigger chunks. Um, it has more flavor in there. Uh, drizzle tons of olive oil. You can never have enough olive oil. Um, feta cheese to your liking, olives to your liking, salt, pepper, oregano, mostly oregano, a little bit of salt, pepper. Um, and again, it's to your taste. You know, uh, when you're at home and you're making that, just, uh, you know, put everything together. If you like more salty stuff, if you like more spicy stuff, you can always down, put a little bit of pepper. But if you want more fresh, more of a garden feel, you know, just add um, uh, a green, um, green pepper, uh, slice it small pieces sure. added in there sure. and then uh, a little bit of onion and then you made the greek salad you made it a greek village salad that's okay i'll have a greek village salad yeah. although in my village they're they're all out of cucumbers so so i'm probably going to ask for that village salad sure. with olives will you put olives in uh, mine instead <laughs> of cucumbers sure and Mike, that's the other thing too. You know, from area to area, like you know, you go from the north to the south, or to the islands, to the the mountain, you know, villages and stuff. You will find different variations in it. You know, some people will put like you know little bell peppers in there uh, for flavor. Some people will throw different kind of cheeses in there. We might put like a little bit of caseri or graviera, which is a little more of a gouda like, more spicy cheeses. Oh, sure, sure. So um, yeah, depending on the area that you're in, you will find a little variations of it. But the staple is always cucumber, tomato, feta olives and then tons of olive oil salt pepper oregano so when you go back to greece to visit and you order at a restaurant they know where you grew up based on what you ordered <laughs> no you you read the menu <laughs> you, oh, you make sure oh. you know the description of the menu you know matches your likings but okay um, well, i just wondered oh there's a guy out there who wants the he wants the village salad yeah. oh he grew up in in the in tzatziki <laughs> yeah, no you don't do that <laughs> they don't identify where you grew up based on the you, fact he wants olives cr- in crabby, his salad crabby chef. oh he's from the south i get it I, he's from down there and if you're in greece chances are you know if you're in a small tavern it's going to be the old lady's going to come out of the kitchen and say hey why don't you like my salad <laughs> so oh, oh no trouble. i don't want any of that i don't want any uh, i don't want any old lady any especially no, any no, greek no. old lady with giant arms and a rolling pin and uh, suddenly I'm doing chores after they close. I'm, yeah, the I'm, rolling pin will be there, trust uh, me. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. 
All right. When we come back, I got to take a quick break. When we come back, talk to me about what makes a good olive oil. Sure. There are a million different kinds of olive oil. You can buy them inexpensive. You can buy light olive oil. You can buy super expensive olive oil. Mm-hmm. You can look at a bottle of olive oil that you can't afford to buy. It's so expensive. What's the difference? We'll find out together when we come back. Greg Salas is Sula's restaurant, the big cheese, bottle washer. Uh, not the owner, but the operator there did I see. Thank you, yes, you can, because the owner will can, get really mad at me. I don't want the owner to be mad. The, uh, the silent majority is at home, comfortable, uh, listening to her number one employee. That's you. Uh, Talk about this fabulous restaurant. And me, I'm just a customer. I just <laughs> like eating, and I don't want to be banned. We'll be right. Cooley Region Cooks. Every Thursday from 10 to 11, we get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. Professionals, sure. Card-carrying a chef, not necessary. Just like to have fun in the kitchen. This program was born out of uh, uh, people that don't like to cook because it's not fun. And my dad was the first person I ever heard say, if you're not having fun in the kitchen, you're doing it wrong. Because everybody's got to eat. And unless you want to spend your entire life just shoveling whatever into your face so you don't die, and there are people like that, okay, that's fine, not me. Uh, so don't be upset when you ask me to come out for dinner with you and I say no thank you <laughs> because uh, we, might, we might just be going to a drive-thru and I, uh, you know, I don't want to do that. But you're not a chef. You're just a guy who likes to play in the kitchen, aren't you? I love playing in the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, and at home especially, you grab a glass of wine and you start throwing stuff in a frying pan. You can't go wrong. Something do you eat good Greek is at home all the time? Not all the time. Like uh, last night, we made pasta. Um, and very simple pasta, again, just, um, you know, you get your spaghettis, you get, you know, your meatballs, you put everything together, nice sauce, you finish it up with good cheese, tons of olive oil again, a little bit of, like, Italian seasoning. We had an Italian night, so that was that, it. You know? That works. And, Absolutely you know, works. It takes you, what, about 20 minutes to do a good pasta dish? I yeah. mean, it won't take me longer than that. And you're ready to go. And if you've got a friend in there helping or oh. having conversation, that glass of wine makes the time fly. Dinner's ready. Unfortunately, my better half is on the couch watching TV going like, hey, is the food ready Is yet? it ready yet? <laughs> hey, uh-oh, you're outing her. We're going to get her in trouble. Yeah. Uh, all right, so tell me what makes a good olive oil. Okay, so it's very hard to find authentic oil, first of all. Is olive it? oil is, um, unfortunately, there's been... It, it, they call it the liquid gold for a reason, and um, there's a lot of products out there that don't meet the standards. So they've been cut before. They've been cut with lower quality olive oil. So unless you're able to find from source to table, it's uh, it's extremely difficult to get authentic olive oil. Okay. The market has been flooded with um, um, olive oil that comes from different countries that they're not up to par. The standards over there are a little bit less than less. what they're here. Uh, FDA will approve them, but, you know, they're not the quality that they should be. To give you an example, um, uh, my better half, uh, Robbie, she at, um, at the gift shop that used to be the foreign place, now it's Eudora, she sells this bottle of wine that comes in from one producer in Greece. It's been coming in. They've been producing olive oil for 100 years. It comes to New England, the, where her family lives. They bottle it over there. Uh, they, ma- they, um, they don't change anything on the, on the aspect of the olive oil, but they, they bottle it, and they just sell it only in boutique stores. Uh, everybody that has tried that olive oil loves it. 
Really? Uh, nice peppery finish, uh, thick taste. Uh, it will freeze when it gets shipped, but it comes back into its regular form, um, and it doesn't lose any of the taste. And recently, they've been using that olive oil as a standard. There's like about six or seven different olive oils that they use in the country to compare other olive oils to, and that's one of the standards. Um, anything that you can find with a Koroniki olive, I know it's kind of hard. Koroniki olive? Yes. I've Koroniki olive is... Uh, is uh, mostly found in Crete, one of the islands, in, the biggest island in Greece. It's down south. The climate there is very, very um, good for olive oil. Uh, so the Koroniki olive that produces that oil is wonderful, if you can find that, if you can remember the name, if you can find that. Um, otherwise, there are some good Italian olive oils, but, you know, us Greeks, we always claim that they come by our oil, the stamp. So they stamp they it stamp with an Italian, Italy, you know, label, and they ship it over here. Um, yeah, we have a lot of. Uh, can you buy Greek <clears throat> olive oil at the grocery store? Uh, you can try finding it. I think Woodman's carries uh, one brand. Uh, I know that we're expanding our selection down here at our gift shop. Right, and you sell it. Yeah, okay. uh, we have uh, we have two brands right now, and we're going to be bringing two more by the end of the month. Um, I'm going to start selling them at the restaurant as well, too. I'm right. doing a little counter with uh, just uh, cheeses, specialty cheese, uh, olives, um, pitas, well, things like that. Well, and I love like the idea. Yeah. <clears throat> I love that idea. There's a restaurant in St. Paul mm -hmm. that does that. Everything that's on their menu yeah. in the restaurant is for sale as an individual ingredient over in the grocery store. Yeah. Uh, and and that, that was uh, based on the same thing I think you're running into. Man, this is really good. Where do I get this cheese? Yes. And you have to say, God, you can't get the cheese. It comes from New England. We have to buy it by the 100 pounds, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And then suddenly, you know, if we just made this available to our customers right here, that, that would make them happy. We'd make a little money, and everybody's super happy. Yeah, we started a really good network with food vendors right now. And um, you will be able to find our olive oil that we're using on the salads. Um, uh, you will be able to find the wine that you're drinking. You will be able to find the ouzo that you're drinking. Uh, but you will be able to find all the cheese that we use, all the, like, even the bechamel sauce. There's, like, uh, powders. They, they're already, they make it very simple for somebody who never really cooked before. Or, so you don't have to make a bechamel sauce, you know, from scratch. So okay. that way you can go home cool. and you can make a moussaka or a pasticcio, which is the noodles with meat and stuff. It's like the Greek lasagna. You can make it at home and you can be just a novice cook, somebody who doesn't really have a lot of experience. Perfect. And the dishes turn out perfect. I love when a dish turns out perfect and you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. Cooley, I know what we're doing. <laughs> we're Cooley Region Cooking. Greg Solaris, who is the uh, chief bottle washer... <laughs> And uh, front of the house, Mater D, uh, and does a lot of the work, but not the most most important work, which is being done by Robbie, who's behind the scenes. That's why you don't see her. She's working so hard. You can't see her. That's why. Oh, and uh, and so I got to go work hard, take care of some biz. We'll be right back. Where you want to go on vacation is a place where you don't actually have to put your shoes on, where you can be just walking on the beach. Honey, this, what smells so good? I don't know. Look at all those people sitting in all those chairs in the sand. Huh. And they're all laughing. And I hear every once in a while, I hear, oopa. And then I see those people standing on the table and they're not getting in trouble. And there's oopa. And they're clinking glasses and they're eating whatever that is. It looks like feta cheese and tomatoes and stuff. That's my kind of restaurant where everybody's having a good time and you didn't have to get all dressed up. Heck, you didn't even have to put shoes on. 
Correct. Your best restaurant right there on the beach in Greece, wherever you are. If you ever get a chance to go, oh, baby, all over that. So Sula's Restaurant is the focus of today's Cooley Region Cooks. Greg Solaris is uh, the guy you will see. Are you there every day? Every you day. Open, you open the doors and you you close the doors. Yeah, she doesn't give me a day off. No, but yeah, that's all right. <laughs> she knows she's smart about that. She knows. I actually day. even deliver the food. You know, a lot of times, you know, because we started oh. our own delivery system, and I want to make sure oh. you know that everybody had a uh, you know a good experience ordering online. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I show up in people's homes and they go like, "Oh my God, you're delivering the food." I'm going, like, "Yeah, do it somebody all. has to do it." I do it all. Yeah. First, I had to catch the sheep. Then I had to butcher the sheep. Then I kicked the pill. The pig and the whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that's all right. It was uh, a couple of times that I've been there, it was absolutely delicious. But well, as I you. mentioned before, I love eating food that I can't even pronounce, never mind, never had before. Because I figured, you know, all these people, I didn't hear a story about people starving to death in Greece. So they must be doing something. And I'm going to make you very happy because you get to eat all the cucumbers. I'll eat all the olives. We're going to get along great. Look at that. All right, so before I move on to the next uh, recipe, tell me, is it necessary, uh, is there really a difference between a, I don't remember if I saw 30, but I saw a $27 bottle of olive oil and next to it a bottle that was about the same size that was half the price. Are they really going to be that different cold-pressed versus not cold pressed or you have cold pressed not cold pressed you have extra virgin you got virgin you got all the stuff my suggestion is always unless you know the producer unless you have a personal experience with uh, you know where your oil comes from once you find a brand that you like and you trust do a little bit of research make sure you know that it's legit but once you find one that you trust um, avoid the ones that they're made or bottled in far east so we okay. don't mention countries. Okay, that's but, right. um, I don't want to get in trouble. Anything, Italy, yeah, anything Italian, Greece, French, Spanish, you know, anything in the Mediterranean is okay. always usually fairly, you know, emits the standards. Okay, All right. uh, it's going to be a little bit on the upper side. It's going to be a little bit nicer. Yes, there are some Italian, um, you know, oils that they're not up to par, but they're not very often that you'll find a bad, bad oil. All right. So, well, and you know, the yeah. the thing is. One of the other important things that my dad taught me in the kitchen was it's not cost prohibitive. It's uh, You're right. It's $1,000 a gallon. <laughs> you're buying five ounces. Yeah. So you're not going to, you know, you're, you're going to buy this really expensive bottle of olive oil three months from now. Yeah. You're still going to have that really expensive bottle because it doesn't go bad very quickly and you don't use very much of it at a time. So don't complain about it. Yeah, we don't cook with uh, the high-end olive oil. I mean, you just finish up the plates with a, with sure. a high-end. Thing. I mean, you will finish up your salad. You will finish well, up your... Well, I've read that any, a yeah. number of times. You should never cook with olive oil. Correct. If you're going to put it in a fry pan... If you burn it... Yeah, exactly. It's done. ruined it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, olive oil is for dressing the thing you just yes. took off the heat. Yes. And, you know, you, you, it just adds that extra flavor, that extra, you know, um, you know pepperiness on it the little the little extra taste that you want to have out of the olive oil you don't want to ruin that by burning it right so well then so you can cook with corn oil or saffron oil or whatever but then when you're getting ready to serve whatever that is now drizzle it with some real olive oil and some spices what is a greek spice uh, oregano is huge. Oregano is? Um, okay. Basil, parsley, all those are mint, are very popular. Um, thyme is something that we use, 
but my better half absolutely hates it. And I'm oh. forbidden to use thyme in any of our recipes at really? home. Can she tell? And at the restaurant can as well, too. Can she tell? Yes. I don't know how, but she can tell, so I'm not allowed to use right, any so kind she's of thyme. Got, she's got that kind of discerning tongue. I had a friend <sighs> who absolutely didn't like coriander. Oh. Uh, is it uh, coriander, I think? No, it wasn't coriander. What's There's a mechanism. It wasn't coriander. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mexican. Uh, it'll come to me when I start okay. thinking about it. But she can smell it. Sure. You can't smell it. Yes, I can. <laughs> I can taste it. I can smell it. We're having Mexican food. I don't want yeah. that green. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, cilantro. And cilantro. There, there, you, there you, go. you go. Thank you. I don't like cilantro. <laughs> oh, man. You can't yeah. tell. If I stir it up and you can't even see it, <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, no right. time in our recipe. So I apologize to the time lovers. So. Uh, okay, well, bring your own bottle of time. <laughs> you, you see go. anybody reaching down yeah. into their purse and grabbing a little, a little baggie bottle, of stuff, you know. little baggie of time to sprinkle on <laughs> their salad. Time. <laughs> That'll be okay. What's the most popular item on uh, Sula's restaurant? Uh, the year is the number one is selling. Uh, yeah, we have. Is that sold because the... more people are familiar with what it is? Yeah, and uh, you know, although we tell them, you know, that our year is different. It's served different. It's different meat and everything. People are willing to try it, and they once they try it, they're hooked on it. They love it. They keep on coming back for it. Um, so yeah, the number one thing will be the Euro sandwich, uh, the pork gyro, the authentic traditional it one. It is awesome. Yeah. It's absolutely delicious. Yeah. All right, where did we uh, we did the flatbread? Uh, do you buy a certain kind of uh, flatbread? Yes, uh, we um, we actually buying it locally from Reinhardt. Um, not going to give out the brand because I don't remember it to be honest. Well, that's okay. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's one of their flatbreads. Uh, we it's a little bit on the higher end of um, of stuff that they have. But well, that's um, okay. But I'm... we went through, like I said, I went through about three different vendors, about four different kinds of each vendor, and uh, we ended up with this one because it, it bakes nicer really it well. gives the you know it gives the crunchiness without you know making it too dry uh-huh. and uh yeah it holds up really well in the in it's the interesting opener. too to me to that uh that uh, the little football shaped appetizer that's in that box is a little brown crispy on the edge yep but it's not in the middle yeah so you really figured out how to make that heat work just right for that appetizer yeah we've been um we've been experimenting with um uh vacuum sealing now some of the recipes as well too on the flatbread so that way you can actually take them home and you can do them on your own um the times and the power in the oven kind of varies a little bit and kind of throws it off a little bit but they still have been turning out really well especially the margarita flatbreads that we have the vegetarian ones sure sure uh, people seem to be finding the correct balance between, you know, time and temperature, and they, they're turning it's out really well. an experiment. You yeah. didn't figure it out yeah. the first time you no, ever made it. No, it took a while. Neither so. are they. Yeah. You know, and if they're smart, they're willing to give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, salad is huge. Are veg- vegetables just huge in Greece? Yes. Uh, not so much greens, although we do have a lot of green salads as well, really? too. Uh, not a lot of lettuce? And no, that kind not of so much. I mean, we okay. do we do use some, we have some cabbage, we have some, um, you know, lettuce-based, some uh-huh. spinach-based uh, salads. Coleslaw is not a big seller in Greece? Nah, not, not that big on the Mediterranean yeah. side. It's a little more up yeah, north. What if you, oh, it is? Okay, so they have it. It's not no, like no, you're going to go No, northern there. of Greece. You know, oh, oh northern oh, Europe. off the island <laughs> onto the mainland. Yeah, I get yeah. it, I get it. Could you go to Greece with an American classic and make a killing? You could open an American restaurant in Greece. You know, in Tzatziki Laki's place where you where you're from. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You open an American restaurant, owned by a Greek. Grew up in Greek. My family lives down the street. I'm using Greek olives. I'm using making coleslaw and cheeseburgers. 
every time we get a cold spell like we had last week, the first thing that Robbie says, you know, is like, can we just move back to your home and just open up a restaurant there with like yeah. just American food? You know, just we'll do yeah. breakfast in the morning, our American breakfast. We'll do like an American lunch. And I'm going like, uh, yes, we could, but I don't know. You don't want to do that? <laughs> Not yet. How big is the population where you grew up? Uh, I live in the suburbs of the city. The, su- the city itself is about two and a half million people. Oh, and it's big it, time. And it has been very, um, and it's very modernized. You know, you will find your um, your pizza huts. They, ne- they never cut up, but they were sure. there. Sure, uh, You had your dominoes. They never cut up, but they were there. Um, it's very hard to convince a Greek to get something that it came frozen, that you threw in the oven. Yeah. Well, and you sold it, that it's actually the same as the one that they're going to go to the little tavern across the, across the street, have the old lady in the back, you know, basically cook. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you need to take, uh, you need to take Chris Roderick's Uno Vente or, you know, yeah, you're going to make you it go. yourself. Yes. And not a Pizza Hut. Yeah. And no, no, uh, Pizza Hut makes awesome pizzas for people who like Pizza Hut. Yeah. Uh, but you're going to do something fresh, yeah. fresh American food, and make your own Greek bun and yes. make your own combo of beef and, and lamb or whatever for a cheeseburger and fries on the side, not packed in. And in a country like Greece, you can find fresh stuff on the street, you know, or by the sea. You can, you can find all that stuff, you know, available to you 24-7 at a price that it's like ridiculously low compared to our standards. Sure. So that way you can actually put a very nice fresh meal, even seafood, um, um, even like the finest little meats, cut meats and, and everything. They're not even close to the price that you would get here. Like uh, you go here to uh, one of the local restaurants, you know, you get your big filet mignon with the crab legs and stuff. You look at a $60, $70. The same meal in Greece is like $20. Really? Yeah. And it's it's almost because the crab is out there swimming. Other, correct. You know, <laughs> you can grab you know in the morning. Yeah, practically. You know, they sell it to the restaurant, and then you have it you know at dinner at night. Uh, oh. You know, you see the fisherman you know smashing the octopus on the on the pier, and everybody thinks, oh my god, how much how inhumane that is. But that's how you tenderize it. You know, sure. they bring it on a fresh catch six o'clock in the morning. The first thing you do is you look at the fisherman smashing you know um, octopus and. Well, it was dead before you started smashing it, ladies and gentlemen, so stop. (laughs) What's that old saying? You don't want to watch sausage being made. (laughs) You just want to enjoy it. Correct. It's delicious. Correct. And then I'm sure there's an octopus lover out there thinking, that's horrible. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. Eat the octopus flour. Oh, grilled with a little bit of uh, vinaigrette and olive oil and a side of ouzo. Perfect. Side of ouzo? Yes, you got to have a little bit of ouzo with any kind of like seafood appetizer. We got to talk about that, but <laughs> I got to take care of business first. We'll be back. We're Cooley Region Cooking with Greg Solaris from Sula's Restaurant downtown. We are Cooley Region Cooks. Every Thursday from 10 to 11, we get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. Do you ever get home from a hard day at work and say, Honey, can we just, will you cook tonight instead? I don't, I don't really feel, I'm not feeling it tonight. Uh, not unless I want mac and cheese. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, oh. oh well, that's okay. Sorry, Robbie's honey, not the but cook. I had to throw you under the bus oh. on that. So. <laughs> that's okay. Mac and cheese can be really good as long as she's not taking it out of a blue box. Well. Doing the real thing. Otherwise, I get it. But, uh, you know, so you have, everybody has their responsibilities. I know that uh, my dad did. 99.9% mm-hmm. of the cooking uh, at his house yeah. when uh, when he was alive because he loved to do it. 
Yeah, and I'm the same way. I love the cooking. So even if we go home and even if, if I had to cook that day or even if I was just on the front of the house, you know, that day, um, I still love just messing around in the kitchen. Because in 15, 20 minutes, like I said, you can throw a very nice dish that is going to look great. It's going to taste wonderful. And, you know, you spend 20, 20 minutes in it. So uh, to make a pasta, it's to make, uh, you know, spaghetti, it's, it, it's very simple. Yeah. So you can start with that or you can make it as extravagant as you want to and spend, you know, half an hour or 45 minutes on it. But you can, you can do very, very well, fine I've, things in a little time. I've said it on this program any number of times. Anybody that's not having fun in the kitchen who wants to learn how to have fun in the kitchen, you call me. I'll come over. Call, I'll call Greg. Maybe we'll come over and we'll make you help us. You're not going to sit in the kitchen and watch us cook you a meal. We're going to come to your kitchen and show you how to have fun. Fooling around in the kitchen. It's food. You got to eat. Yes. Why not do it well? Learn a couple of quick things. And, and I've, I've learned any number of times when you, here's the basic. The basic, uh, I'm not a baker, but I've heard this from, from bread. Here's the basic bread recipe. Take this and then twist it, twist it, twist Pasta is a, be- yeah. a good example, yeah. too. Here's your basic pasta. But you twist it, twist it, twist it there. I've just made five different meals for five different nights, but I used... I only used 11 ingredients. Yeah. And that's the only reason you don't know that is because you thought doing it was going to be painful. You know, have a cocktail, have some conversation, have some fun. Turns out to be good. Tell me about Uzo. Uzo. Oh, oh, woo. Okay, so Uzo Uzo is our Greek moonshine, basically. You're telling Uh, me. (laughs) So Uzo is a staple in our our cuisine. Um, You usually have it with your appetizers or at the end of your meal. And um, uh, it's uh, the closest you can compare it to it will be a zambuca for other from other countries. It comes from wine. Basically, you distill the grapes, um, you get your wine, then you distill a bit longer, and then you get your ouzo. And then actually, if you distill it longer than that. <clears throat> Then you get raki, which is even worse. You can start your car with on a, on a cold day. But uh, Uzo is going to be flowing soon, you know, at the restaurant. We have our first Greek night coming up on March 4th. And um, there's going to be some Uzo and some plates probably, you know, finding their demise. Uzo so. is distilled wine. Well, I did not know that. It comes from grapes. It's the leftover pumice from the from um, the grapes. After you take them, you do the wine. You right, know, so you then smash you all the grapes. Yeah. You make bottles of wine. Correct. And then the, you take leftovers. The sludge that's left in the bottom of the barrel turns into ouzo? Is that you, what you're you, telling me? You take me? that, you distill it longer. There's a lot more process than that. But you know, <laughs> just to simplify it, you, 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 make, you make the ouzo from that, and then whatever's left over, you make the raki or chikudia, which is, you know, the, the moonshine they're really, really left over. Yeah, yeah. My first experience with Uzo was when I was in high school. <laughs> oh, and somebody God. said, <laughs> and you know, you know, high school football team get together after a game and we're sitting in somebody's backyard. Here, watch this. My mom and dad just got back from Greece and they oh, brought no. this stuff and they opened the bottle and it tastes terrible. <laughs> but look what I learned. Got the bottle. The, about as unsafe as a person can be. Put a little of that Uzo in his mouth. Then flicked a big lighter, and just like in the circus, (laughs) Uzo goes flying out of his mouth, and it lights on fire. And oh my god! I thought you're gonna drink that. You're gonna drink that lighter fluid. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, it 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 just cracked me up. (laughs) It can be potent. That well, and I don't know. You have to develop a taste for. 
Yeah, and you know, you can cut it down a little bit with a little bit of ice, a little bit of um, uh, water. It turns milky Lighter white. Lighter fluid, yep. a glass of milk, <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's people who now, uh, modern day bars, you know, they'll make cocktails with it. They'll mix it with uh, oranges to kind of make it like a, like a Greek screwdriver or, you know, they'll make it with uh, Coke and actually make it kind of like a root beer. Uh, really? Candy, so yeah. Okay, all right, I'll but. take your word for it. <laughs> I, and that's something I would try again. Next time uh, you're in, I got I, you. <laughs> I would try that again because I want it. Uh, I don't just want it in a paper cup around a f- fire pit when I was a senior in high school. I think I had it at a restaurant in Minneapolis a number of years ago also. And we uh, one little, you, you drink yeah. it by the shot glass. Yeah, right? it's, a, it's, it's a little bit. It's not a cocktail. I mean, it's like correct. a like a, And you an sip ounce. it slowly you yeah, know, with, yeah. your, with your food. Just you sip know. it. Yeah. Okay, so is, is that how they they. You said at the end of the meal, I thought, all right, well, the chef brought that out at the end of the meal because everyone hated it. Sure. And they just want you to forget. But (laughs) you're saying bring it out at the beginning and enjoy it through the whole meal. You can do it. uh, Usually, like my grandpa started me on that one. It usually starts in the beginning of the meal with your appetizers. Uh Um, uh, Here, they use it as a digestive, and they just kind of use it at the end of the meal. They give you like a little shot that you can just kind of drink it. All right. but, yeah, either way. That's a palate cleanser like you have never <laughs> had before in your life. you got to stop in and ask, uh, ask Greg about that. All right, so March 4th. Uh, Facebook page to get more yes, details? Facebook page. Uh, it will be pre-sold, and it will go kind of fast. We're going to add a second date after that, but uh, okay. the first one is just to kind of introduce it. It's on our one-year anniversary that never happened, you know, the grand <laughs> yeah. opening. <laughs> so, the grand opening that didn't happen yeah. because of COVID. It was Sula's restaurant in downtown La Crosse. Uh, right in the middle of the block across from uh, uh, Rose Jewelers on State Street. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having me here. I'll get the calendar and we'll do it again. Because uh, that's what we do every Thursday from 10 to 11. We get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen right here on WIZM Lacrosse. It's 11 o'clock.